Hi, good day. Welcome to Listen to Joyride. My name is Richard. Today's episode is regarding several emails I received regarding COVID and depression. We all hear the news about vaccine, uh, protection, uh, hygiene. Hardly nobody or very little people talk about depression. And according the number of emails I receive about this topic, I thought I'd dive into this. So today's episode is all about depression and how easy it is for all of us to get it. So if you know somebody who is depressed by COVID or otherwise, then this is the episode for them. It might not get rid of their depression instantly, but it sure helps them to COVID. Joyride is a podcast where I talk about joyfulness and the power of joyfulness. That deep-rooted inner human power that makes life fun, a little adventurous and very, very happy. Weekly and in 20 minutes max, I will explain you and I will help you how to unlock and unleash your joyfulness. So you can benefit too from the amazing opportunities and possibilities it will give you. For more information, please go to richarddixon.com or join me every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and Spotify. I'm so glad you're here. Let's be joyfulness and let's do this. Hi, welcome back again. Before I go on, let me first get rid of a wrong premise. People are not depressed, people get depressed. And like anything else in the world, anything we get, anything we receive, we can also lose, right? That might sound that I'm taking this depression lightly. Well, I can assure you I'm not. On the contrary, I know it's here and I know it's very, very serious. The only thing I'm saying at this moment is what can be received or what is received can be lost. That's all. So that raises the question, why don't we get rid of it? To get an answer on that, it might be useful that we first take a look at the why. Why do we get it? And the list of why is endless, or supposedly endless. It can be that people feel unworthy, or unloved, unappreciated, uh, unapproachable, or even foolishness, or people feel ugly. And then please try to remember that all this list, this, this supposed list of causes, are just forms, forms of the same thing. So how is it possible that when all these forms are essentially one thing, have that one thing in common? Why do we have what we have in the first place, you can ask? Well, certainly not by choice. I'm fairly positive there's not a soul on the planet that asked for this, right? So why then? The short answer is fear. Now, I can't be a smartass and begin a whole plea about the two primary emotions, fear and love. I'll be honest with you, if somebody comes with to me with that plea, then I respond like, duh. I mean, it's it's obvious. If it's not the one, then it must be the others. I mean, you know, when it's not fear, it must be love. And if it's not love, it must be fear. It's no rocket science. But so what? This knowledge doesn't support, help, or change anything. The fear remains fear. So maybe we should take a look how it got it there in the first place. And for that, there's one crucial thing to realize. And I tell all the people, all my customers, all my students which come in, you know, for my joyfulness program. No matter what you are, no matter where you are, 
no matter what language you speak, no matter what you believe or don't believe, no matter what your sexual preferences are, it all doesn't matter. There is only one crucial thing for you to know. You are perfect. Period. No discussion there. We're all perfect. The neighbor, the colleague, your spouse, your hobby, and even the freaking dog is perfect. We are all one. We are part of a perfect universe. And that perfect universe created itself. It created us. So that makes us automatically, without thinking about it, perfect. And I know that is for some of them very controversial, but, you know, step back and, you know, hold your horses and think about it for a moment. It's not that controversial or surprising. If you look at a chicken... It can only create a chicken, right? And the same is if you, if, if you look at nature. Take a look at, at an oak tree. If an oak tree can only produce a, an oak. It's, it doesn't create all of a sudden a birk tree or a tulip. So why should we assume that we are created or produced, no matter what word you use, anything else than perfect? Do you see what I mean? Does that make also sense to you, right? So if we're perfect... That means we are everything. I mean, is there anything else than perfect? Does it, is there something that tops perfect? Somebody says, you know, he or she is more perfect than the other one. I mean, it doesn't make sense. There's nothing. It's like being pregnant. You are pregnant or you're not pregnant. You cannot be a little bit pregnant. That can't be. Or more pregnant than the other one. It, it can't be. We are perfect. So we are everything. We are tremendous, powerful, resourceful joyful, loveful, graceful, for heaven's sake. We are everything, literally. So what did we receive that made us doubt our perfectness, that shredded up this perfect being that we are, and made us doubtful and, and think that we are like that whole supposedly list that made us feel unworthy, unloved, unappreciated, unapproachable, lonely, foolish, I remember I, I had my fair share of moments where I felt incredibly stupid and really dumb. I know, true, it was because the things I did were, of course, stupid. <laughs> Plain stupid. I, I did them. I don't regret them because it made me the person I am today. And it always is good for a good laugh and a good story when having a beer with my friends. But back to the question, what we received that shredded up this perfect being. It's actually very, very easy. We receive all kinds of forms and ways of conditioning and programming. Starting from the moment we take in our first breath, we take in life. I always make people aware that giving and receiving are one in truth and we first receive and then we can give. What we don't have, we cannot give. And that's the same with breathing. As like newborns, first we inhale and then we scream. We exhale. Without inhaling, it's a done deal. It's over. So since the moment we inhale, we receive life. And so we start receiving this conditioning and programming. In the beginning from our parents, and if we have a larger family, from our brothers and sisters, and later on from our teachers at school, from our churches, in our jobs. We learn. We learn life. And what we actually learn is attention is love. Indeed, the other emotion. 
you know, remember the, the fear and the love. We grave love. Love is crucial for us. Unfortunately, this graving for attention, this graving for love is also based on a conditioning system that is punishment and reward. And that complies a certain picture of perfect. Uh, do you comply that picture of perfect? You get rewarded. Don't you comply that picture of perfect? You get punished. And often this picture of perfect is drawn by others. And don't underestimate this protocol, please. As newborns, any newborn, we learn with lightning speed, it's probably our survival, the difference when our parents say, oh, goody, 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 you're a good boy, or you're a good girl, that makes you perfect. Or that they say, you know, you're a, you're a bad boy, or you're a bad girl, that makes you imperfect. Punishment and reward. So in order to receive their love, or any love, we learn a huge amount of protocols how to be good boys or good girls. How perfect looks like throughout our entire life. Do we want, for instance, the love of our, I don't know, from our football community? We have to follow the football community's picture of being perfect. Do we want the love of our teachers? Then we have to follow the school pictures of being perfect. Or, I don't know, do we want the love of our church, for instance? Then we have to follow the church's pictures of being perfect. And the same goes with our employer. We follow its picture for being perfect, etc., etc. But uh, I can hear people think it. Richard, didn't we just say that we were born perfect? Didn't we just realize that we are perfect and being perfect means that we are literally everything and have everything? So why in heaven's name are we doing that? <laughs> exactly my point. Unfortunately, through this whole conditioning and programming, we have forgotten who we really are over the years and what we want to do here. What are the things that really makes us happy? What are the things that makes us receive love without the pictures or the expectations or agendas from others? And what want us to give as much as we can the love, the joy, the grace, the power, everything without our expectations, agendas or pictures. Just to do the things that makes us happy, loveful, worthy, seen, heard, appreciated, beautiful, etc. And don't think for a moment that this whole forgetting thing is impossible. Try to taste, for instance, uh, the sweetness of a banana or a sweet papaya after you first eat an ice cream. The intensity of the filtered sugar, the, the, the industrialized sugar, for instance, the ice cream, will ruin your taste buds completely. And if we eat often enough this industrialized ice cream, or, or I mean the sugar, we will forget how the taste of that banana or that sweet papaya was. We simply forget it. Luckily, if we skip this, this, this sugar thing or the ice cream for a while, our taste taste buds restore themselves again very quickly so we can taste the original taste from bananas and sweet papayas again. Who said that our body wasn't perfect? <laughs> you see, it restores itself. Just give it time. I can give you plenty of examples for people, you know, 
playing in a band and ruined their, their body with, with some kind of substances, etc., etc. And after a while, they recover it. So that's what I mean. We are perfect. So not only our body is capable of restoring itself, so is our memory. Once we skip all these protocols of conditioning, programming, and pictures of perfectness that others have drawn, we start to remember things. We start to remember, this is what I am. This is what I believe. This is what I'm capable of, <laughs> and whatnot. I agree, I totally agree, to do that a certain degree of of Courage is required. But even if the degree of courage is, for whatever reason, not that high or that strong yet, you can start by living what you are. Remember, we are powerful, resourceful, we are love. What do you think the most easiest and the most fun way to live what you are is? Indeed, joy. So you can begin by living your joy values. Once you discovered your joy values, you will see that joy values make fear vanish like snow in the sun. Joy values instantly will make you see why you are unique, where your talents lay, and how you can give meaning to your own life, which is very important, but also that of the others. But what have joy values to do with depression in COVID times or otherwise? Simply, because you are born with joy values, you can't lose them. A depression is something you have received. And joy values make sure you lose them if you like. And that makes COVID an awesome opportunity for you to discover your joy values. And not just to discover them, but literally live your joy values. It is what you are. And I can assure you, once you go on that path of living your own joy values, you'll see that the sun gets brighter, the day gets better, your overall life will get so much more fun. And that's it for today, guys. If you'd like to have more information about these joy values, then I invite you to please visit my, my site, richarddirksen.com. And on the free joy bonus, you'll find a little free of charge booklet, which you can download and explains and helps you how to discover your joy values. If you'd like to hear more about it, then there is another podcast about it. And I even wrote a blog about it. So that's it. I hope you enjoyed it, guys. Have a very, very good week. Enjoy the week. And I'll talk to you next week again. Oh yeah, don't forget, be joyful. Bye-bye.